Welcome to the Only Football Fans podcast. Basically, we're a group of 10 mates, frustrated that we can't meet up in the pub every week to chat about the footy. So, we've decided to do a podcast instead. Right, welcome to the Only Football Fans podcast. Um... Basically, we're just a group of 10 mates, as it says in the introduction, who during COVID have obviously not been able to meet up as often as we usually would and decided we'd do a little podcast rather than meet up in the pub because we can't do it anymore. So we're going to do this on a weekly basis and just have a little chat as we normally do about football and give each other a bit of stick. And... um, yeah, go from there. And if it takes off and we get a few listeners, then you never know. Might see our ugly mugs on YouTube as well. So um, the also the reason that the podcast is called Only Football Fans is obviously a play on Only Fans. And one of the, uh, the guys in the group is a, a member of Only Fans and not just a follower of other people, but he posts his own stuff. So if we have enough intrigue in regards to who it is, we might even put his uh, his page out for a few people to to follow and give him a bit of income as well, eh? So uh, anyway, we're gonna what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about each of the Premier League fixtures that involve our teams that we support, and we're gonna work through it in the order that the games happened. So the first game was Crystal Palace versus Wolves. Um, and as we have a Crystal Palace fan, I'm going to pass that over to him to give his opinion on the result and the performance of Palace, and then we'll all sort of chip in from there. So, Pat, welcome to the uh, the first recording, mate. How's it going, mate? Um, what did you think? Yeah, where to start, really? It's just it's a typical sort of game of two teams that I've got fuck all to play for for the rest of the season. They ain't going to be getting relegated. They're not going to be challenging for Europe. Neither of them really looked like they wanted to win it, had the spark to go and win it, really. Um, I mean, the first half was possibly one of the most boring halves of football there was. Um, Palace, we were just lucky. The Wolves have just got no no goal for it at the moment. Um, and, you know, one, one decent bit of play from us. Decent goal from Eze, to be fair. Um, obviously quite a promising talent but other than that there's not much to get excited about but it's just a typical typical Roy Hodgson performance do you know what I mean get the goal sit up shop and don't let them score just boring but you'll take the win I suppose that's it mate it's, it's three points isn't it at the end of the day and they're valuable in this division yeah do you know what I mean like you know a win against Wolves they're a decent team at the end of the day. They're underachieving at the moment, but they are still a good team. So, you know, good to beat a team around us. And I think we needed a win with, you know, we've got five games coming up against teams in the bottom half of the table. So we needed a win to sort of kickstart that little run and boost the confidence before the next few games, really. Yeah, because that's the thing. Like, looking at the at the league table, like, the position that you boys are in, like, it's, it's similar to to my team leads like we're sort of floating in that position where a couple of losses 
if that turns into three losses in a row, maybe four, all of a sudden you might be getting sucked into a relegation battle. But if you stop that rot, like we lost two in a row a few weeks ago, we've stopped that rot, turned like the corner, got a win, and then followed that up. And all of a sudden you pull away from it and you're, you're not in trouble anymore, you know? Yeah, that's it. Like I think, I think any team sort of above Brighton now are safe just because the bottom three are so poor um, that I think you could probably lose the rest of the season and still stay up. But obviously you don't want to, don't want to end the season like that. And I reckon it will end up being sort of a mini league between like Wolves, Leeds, Palace, Newcastle and Burnley. You know, those five teams are proper, probably chop and change the next sort of, well, the rest of the season. But, you know, it'll be a battle between 12th and 16th, really, wouldn't it? Don't fucking drag us into that, mate. We're talking. <laughs> <to you. laughs> um, but, yeah, what did anyone else sort of watch the, the Palace Wolves game? Have any opinion of it? Or It was slightly better than the United-Arsenal game. Slightly. <laughs> That's coming from a United fan and all. <laughs> I thought Eze took his goal well. I like Eze. I think he's a good player, but yeah, I think they're both both bog standard teams at the moment. Like Pat was saying, Wolves ain't playing well. Both really so, missing striker, aren't they? Them two teams. Yeah, yeah, massively. Matt, what do you yeah. reckon that uh, new new forward's going to do, if anything? Mate, so you, you, put, you in... see, you put him in your dream team, so you must have been must have been open. <laughs> Mate, if I can, yeah, I mean. It can't be any worse than what we've got. Like, you look at Batshuayi, you f- you think he's going to get you goals, like, but he's just done fuck all season. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, he got a consolation against like you boys at West Ham, but that's the first thing he's done all season. Do you know what I mean? Like, they should. To be honest, I think they should have cancelled his loan in January and freed up the space and got someone else in. Um, he had that miss about I mean, six yards out as well, didn't he? Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, <laughs> against, against Wolves when it was nil nil. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's a reason bad. why he keeps going out alone, though, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. He ain't he ain't good enough, mate. Like he's a mid-table Premier League like striker, but he ain't. That's why he's got the Palace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But he shouldn't <laughs> even be first choice striker for us. Well, he hasn't been. So um, it, this new it, lad, like, it'll be interesting. Like, I don't really know much about him to be honest. He's meant to be quite quick. He's pretty tall. Have you so, signed yeah, just, this guy on a permanent or is he alone? Nice, eighteen-month loan. Um, but as soon as he plays fifteen games, then it's a contract to buy him. So he's going to play fifteen times in a year and a half, isn't he? If you'd have thought, unless he is proper pony. It's that Mateta, isn't it? From Mainz, all off Mark Germany, too. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got ten goals in the Bundesliga this year. So you know, yeah, you say that we bought we bought Haller, and he had about fifty goals in the Bundesliga. <laughs> yeah, fair. Yeah, hey, he's, he's got uh, off to a flyer at Ajax already as well, isn't he? Yeah, I know, but it's Ajax, isn't it? Yeah, true. That's why you'd rip it up over there, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's it. That's it. But yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what how he gets on anyway. Matty, over to you, mate. What do you want to say? Um, didn't really watch, didn't see too much of the Palace game. I was just sort of echoing what Kyle and Pat was going to say, that Eze really does look a fine for Palace. Um, he scored a brilliant goal and he just has an ability just to ghost past players like they're not there. And I think once Zaha leaves, if he leaves, he'll be Palace's main man. The team will be built around him moving forward. So it'll be interesting to see how his career in the Prem develops and whether he gets a move to a, like, a so-called bigger club. 
it's it's a it's a weird one with Eze because like obviously over the last quite a few seasons now Leeds have been in the championship so I've sort of seen a lot of Eze in the last couple of seasons and he he stood out in the championship as looking like a real talent um and I thought he'd be a decent addition for any Premier League club but I didn't think he'd hit the ground running as well as he has yeah and um it's you you say about like if Zaha stays if if I'm a club that's going to be interested in Zaha I'll be more inclined to sign Eze, to be totally honest with you. He's got a lot more years mm. on his side and he's got a lot more possibility of improving. Zaha's not going to get any better. I think... Where does he go, Zaha? Though? That's the problem. I'm... Listen, he can do better than Palace. No disrespect to anyone. He <clears> can <throat> do better than Palace, but 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 where? He, goes, he, he, does, he doesn't go to a top six for me. Too inconsistent. I've had that in Nanny throughout the years, thanks. I don't want it again. Like, Greg, what do you reckon, Yeah, no, I was just following on from Eze. Like, he, it's a wonder why he got let go from clubs when he was younger. He, he's a travelled, he's a travelled youngster Agreed, to then yeah. obviously work, work his way back up, and especially you as well, Matt. Like, getting getting released from Arsenal. Yeah, it's kind of one of them now. It's like, well, that's the thing with football. It's all opinions. And it's like, how does a, how does a player like that go under the radar for so long? Yeah. And as you say, till in the championship, he's obviously been ripping it up. Gets his big move, and now he he took a while, but he's starting to get his flow now. And I think obviously that goal shows it is his little his little faint and touch, and then the finish was good. He's he's finding his feet. He he scored a couple of really good goals in in the league so far. Like he scored a great free kick against Leeds. He scored a couple in the, in the last few weeks. Um, mm. there, were, there were the one thing that stood out for me when he was in the championship was he seemed to have a fitness problem. Um, it, it looked to me like even when like I went to the, the game at Ellen Road, not last season, the season before, and he gave us trouble for about nearly an hour, and then he looked dead on his feet. And I don't know if it was something where a lot of clubs that he was at struggled to get him in decent enough shape or he didn't put in the effort to do that. Uh, and whether it took a, took someone to sort of take the chance on him and drum it into him to, to put the effort in to get fit enough. I don't know if that might've been something that, that could have been saying to hold him back, but I don't know. Have you heard anything, Pat, in regards to that? No, I don't really know too much about like, the fitness and stuff, but I think him coming to Palace is possibly one of the best fits that he could have found in the Premier League. Like like we were just saying, we've been lacking an attacking like sort of outsource, someone that's willing to take on defenders. Like, yes, we got Zaha. But as soon as his head's gone, he's like sort of goes missing in a game. Do you know what I mean? And like our other wingers, Townsend, like he's he's just ain't got the pace. He, he ain't got the beating of players anymore. So I think where he can come to Palace and be sort of a focal point in attack, it will give him plenty of opportunity to sort of impress. Whereas if he had gone to sort of a better team, he might have been like a bit part player, had, had to sit on the bench and bide his time and then sort of struggle to really make some form. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Boyle, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, it's just sort of echoing what Pat said. I mean, the way I look at Palace from an outsider, outsider looking in is that Zaha's kind of big fish, small pond. I mean, he got the move to Man United and 
well, I don't really want to go too much into the podcast as to why he didn't make it at Man United with various different. Ask Moisey. Um, <laughs> but it, it does it, it does seem to me like he's very petulant when decisions don't go his way. He definitely doesn't look like he's got a cool head to maintain that for sort of ninety minutes. Um, it's always yeah, I noticed yeah. that against when when we played them at the Emirates. Um, he got fouled a couple of times. Obviously. People are gonna people are gonna double up on him because of his pace and his trickery and any slight hint of someone going near him, he just goes straight over. And then by that time, the other team's gone down the other end, counter attack, and he's still waving his hands in the air. Like if you were playing with him, you'd be going mental, wouldn't you? Like shut up, get back, don't argue, let's crack on, sort of thing. So I just I don't I don't I think Zaha's missed the boat with a big move, to be honest. Yeah, I agree. Ben. Uh, yeah, I, I do agree with Matty there. I think he has missed the boat. Um, obviously, he's got a lot of talent, um, but it seems uh, as and when it suits him, really. A lot of sulking in his game. Um, but really, I was going to ask Pat, my question was going to be, who would you rather have? It's a good what, question. Out of, out of Eze and Zaha? Yeah. Who would you rather um, leave? <laughs> who'd ra- I think Zaha, like, purely because... You know, I think if he if he's going to move away, realistically, it's either going to be abroad. Um, I know there's talks of like PSG in the summer and stuff, um, or to a club like at Everton. Like Kyle said, he's not going to a, a top six club, but if he goes to a club like Everton, he's probably starting every week. More likely to push on for for Europe, which he's saying that's what he wants. He wants to play European football and test himself at a higher level. Um, so, yeah, I think I'd rather Eze stay purely because, I mean, especially our squad's so old, their whole like sort of purpose now is trying to buy younger, promising players to sort of brighten up, hopefully, for next season. So, yeah, 100% rather Eze over Zaha now. Fair play, mate. Speezy, what do you reckon, mate? Just ask you, Pat, as a Palace fan, what would be your aim for Palace at the start of the season? I know you're not happy with, you know, going forward, it's... It's not really taken off, and you thought it would have done with some of the signs you made. But what would be your goal for a season as a Palace fan? I mean, you know, aiming for Europe is unrealistic. But then you look at like West Ham, you look at Villa, like with the right investment and the right tactics, it can be done. Do you know what I mean? And even look at like on a bigger scale, Leicester, like sort of five years ago, they would have, like, obviously, however long it was, they just got come up. They've come up from the Championship and pushed on. They've invested well, bought the right players, right manager. So the smaller clubs can do it. So I'm not saying challenge for Europe, but at least, you know, halfway through the season, still be within a, within a shout and looking up the table rather than down the table every every season. So do you think yeah. Hodgson's not the man to take take you on to that far, next level? Far too boring, far too defensive. Um, obviously, there's there's been quite a, few, quite a bit of talk about um, Lampard being lined up in the summer but I mean I don't think that's the right signing either to be honest I think it's a good one <laughs> fuck off he's shit <laughs> or, or you can have Ollie see what happens yeah? <laughs> <laughs> Druggers what do you reckon mate I was going to say who, who, if you don't want Hodgson who do you want coming in I'd like realistically ideally who would you who would you have because I, I think mean, you, you mentioned on the, the on the group the other day the, uh, the Brentford manager I yeah, sure, I, think, I, I like his... I know, obviously, with Brentford, a lot of their sort of success doesn't necessarily come from the manager. It comes from the scouting network and the way they buy players. But he's mm. still 
seems to play quite an attractive way of football. Like I haven't seen a lot of it, but from what I have seen, um, it seems to be pretty attacking. I mean, with the squad we've got, the best fit would be Sean Dyche, but that's playing similar sort of tactics to what Hodgson does. So it's not really going to change our style of play. Um, For so me, it's still not going to be entertaining football, but he did get Burnley into Europe. Do you know what I mean? So, sorry about him, mate. If, if from an outsider looking in, if I if I was in your position, the perfect manager I think would be Eddie Howe. I do, I do like Eddie Howe. Um, it's just whether he takes a Celtic no. job or, or not, isn't it? Really, I don't I, think I, he's getting a Celtic job to be honest. But I could no. be wrong. I don't, I don't think, think he would, mate, because he 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 won't move too far from from Bournemouth. He he got homesick when he went to Burnley years ago. Like he got his big move, he went to the Premier League with Burnley. And he weren't doing bad. He just he jacked it in because he wanted to move back down south. So someone yeah. like Palace would probably be a great move for him because and he's re- realistically he's going to get a Southampton job because Hassan is doing a good job there now. So he's going to want to be like relatively down south. What are you saying, Pat? Yeah, there's not a bad shout. And obviously at Bournemouth, he had to work on a small budget. And I mean, our chairman doesn't like investing money. Do you know what I mean? We get might have one big sign in every sort of three years. So he is used to work, working with a small budget and getting the yeah. best out of players like that. So yeah, it's not yeah, a bad shout, to be fair. Right. Well, that that covers the um, the Palace Wolves game, anyway. So we'll um, we'll move on to the eagerly anticipated Arsenal versus Man United game. Which can we can we can we just do like a One Direction karaoke number or something? Because I mean, it'd probably be more entertaining. I must admit. Um, like before we recorded the podcast, this was probably penciled in as the one that we thought would be one of the big talking points. But like we've got we've got three Arsenal fans on the podcast. We've got Spearsy, Boyle, and Dave, and we've got Kyle as a Man United fan. Um, but um, yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you what. We will start off with you, Kyle. We will start off with the Man United point of view. What, what do you reckon with the uh, the game? Disgusting, boring, poor. Um... Yeah, just we we've been like this before. I feel like we've been very lucky with a lot of our results lately to to you know to put us where we was anyway. It's just the desire they just just walking around. I mean, I I, I don't know what to say about the game. It was just it was for me. It was two games, uh, two teams like just pure has beens. Think they're big clubs still, but they're just miles miles apart. Just. I mean, Arsenal were there for the taking as well. They're pretty missing arguably three of their best players. And we still, they, they pretty, well, no team done, and you know, deserved to win or lose, really. The, I think, the, just, you know, the result was pretty fair. But, oh, awful game. I mean, I wanted to come on this podcast and I wanted to still be singing with Top of the League. I really wanted to sing. I was doing anything. <laughs> That'd be the last time you sing that ever, but, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm never going to sing it again. Now it's, it's over. You were the ninth team this season to be top of the league. I mean, that's how bad the league's been. There's been nine different leaders. You know, that's incredible. There, Greg. It is, it is, man. That's what I'm saying. It's a mad season. I still think anyone can win it. Like the, the Sheffield United result is burnt. Is hurting me still inside. But then again, City, who, who I think are fav- they're only going beat them one nil. So yeah, but they beat them, mate. Yeah, but they beat them. Yeah, exactly. I know, but that that is the that is actually the difference though between where you are and where teams like City are. 
Like they they didn't play great. Sheffield. To be fair, no one's really bashed Sheffield United. They've they've just been nah. like they've been relatively tight. They've played okay. They've just been beaten by just the odd goal. Games, yeah. Haven't, like haven't they, haven't they lost good. a few games? Um, was it nine nine or ten games? One nil. Have I got that yeah. right? Yeah, yeah they're all by quite, quite close game, quite score. Unlucky. The scores are quite close. And the difference. What did you boys think of it? Yeah, Boyle, what do you reckon Like from the Arsenal side? Um, obviously, losing Saka, Tierney and Aubameyang before the game made me worried from a from a forward point of view. I wouldn't say Arsenal played badly. I thought they defended well in spurts. But again, echoing what Kyle said, Man United seem to win games without playing well. They have a good 15 minutes and they can turn teams on their head. But the general play from Man United in 90 minutes... I wouldn't say is that impressive considering where they are in the league. Mm. Um, from our from our point of view, um, I thought we gave the ball away a little bit too easy in the first sort of twenty minutes. When you've got quick players like Man United have got, you know, Rashford's etc. Pogba, um, I thought that was poor. We needed to relax a bit more. I thought we looked a little bit nervous, like we weren't the home team. Um, Martinelli I thought was really good until he got subbed I'm still a bit baffled by Arteta's analysis that it was a tactical decision to bring Willian on because obviously well documented that Willian his Arsenal career has been terrible to be honest bar, bar the Fulham yeah. game where he'd done more where he'd done more in 90 minutes than he has since since then which was obviously months back um, and Pepe another one that I'm not a massive fan of um, I thought he played alright though as we think. last two games I think he's he's up the ante but again for 72 million and a you know a lot of expect, expectation on him he's got to perform better week in week out uh, for me he doesn't do it enough he's he's not consistent enough uh, for what we need in order to kind of level up and get us back towards top four and challenging for like Champions League positions I think he's got to be a lot better but all in all, I can't complain with the result. I thought a draw was a fair result. Uh, both yeah, teams had really good chances. I thought Man United actually had the better chances. I think one, so, yeah. Definitely. The couple that Cavani had could have easily been goals on another game and we could have easily got beat. But yeah, I, I can't complain with a draw. I thought I thought it was fair. Fair play. Yeah. That... No, I'll, I'll take it. We played so poor. Oh, that's what I'm saying. The point felt... It felt like a bit of a win because I just felt, well, at least we got something from the game. Well, the only other thing I would have thought awful. at the time of watching it, I, I'm surprised, and maybe because he hasn't had a lot of football or a lot of training, I thought we would have seen Odegaard a bit earlier on in the game. I thought yeah. Smith Rowe kind of drifted in and out of the game and he was effective at times, but I just thought with a player of this this kid's quality or from what I've seen of him, that I thought he might have got a bit more of a run out, but that might be to do because he's just arrived and only had a couple of training sessions. But I'm quite excited to see what he's, he's going to bring to the team for the for the last half of the season. Sweet. D- Dave, what do you reckon, mate? Another Arsenal point of view? Well, pretty much the same as what Boyle was saying there. It kind of, it, it wasn't a great game. We all know that. But for me, where, where Arsenal have been this season, our standard has been so poor, apart from the last month and a half. I just, after we've put a few results together, built a few points up the table, I just didn't want a loss, to be honest. I'd have bitten your hand off for a, a draw before the game. And especially when you see the team sheet, three, three of your most uh, best best performing players not playing, I was, I was worried, to be fair, especially thinking United might bounce back after the Sheffield result gave them a kick up the arse or whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought, I thought we was... Just the better team overall, but United still... You would do, um, wouldn't you? Yeah. 
you still <laughs> have better chances though. Like Cavani on another day, Cavani just sticks them to two in. The second one was a bit awkward he had, but the first one, when you see the replay from Rayleigh, I, was, I can't believe he missed. To be oh, honest, yeah, no, you should, that one, that you should have scored a, that one. That was a one nil. One goal would have won that game. And um, yeah, I, I mean, I can. I feel like we can pick more positives out of it than Man United fan can. I, I was quite impressed with holding, to be fair, and the way we've defended. Like the clean sheets for us at the minute. I mean, these these last few games have probably been more clean sheets we've put together in the last five years. I mean, <laughs> so I mean, in terms of how the players played, I, I agree with that. With Pepe, I'm not a fan at all. Or Willian, they are. You look at Pepe had two half decent chances there where he was coming in. One where he had did about fifty billion step overs unneeded and then scuffed his shot sort of wide, and then the other one in the second half. I watch the other and I see Mares coming from the side, get, gets half a yard, ping top corner. You see Salah in the, in the West Ham game, just doesn't really do much, top corner. And then you see Pepe, just he's just not on that level at all. And it's frustrating because the money that was paid for him, I mean, someone's got backhand out, out of that because we've been mugged. Let's not, let's not pick him out of the push. And, uh, yeah, it looks that way. Oh, mate, and Willian, just, I can't, I've got no words for that, geezer. I mean... <laughs> no, nah, I'm not even going to go there with that, because I might... <laughs> I'm What's up with oh, Tierney? Yeah. Is he injured or...? Yeah, he's got some sort of, um, I think he's got a fire problem or something like that. He's he's out of the Wolves game tomorrow as well, but he's been our best player by yeah. absolute country miles. Not miles. even, it's not even close. Well, him, well, Saka would be the other one, but for me, I mean, he obviously, coming from a different league, and I know you guys obviously don't rate Scottish football at all. That's fine, but you know, <laughs> for him to for him to come from there to here and be an outstanding player in the first, in like you know that that quick show he, he's 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 he's, all, he's quality. He's, he's brilliant. Scotland know how to produce a left back. To be fair, yeah, <laughs> That's what they've got in it. Certainly do. Certainly do, mate. Certainly do. Um, Spearsy, over to you, mate. The last uh, Arsenal fan. Uh, pipe up with uh, an opinion but he's probably oldest for you because the other two have already yeah I think they've players, so. <laughs> covered most of it but I think Leno deserves a bit of a oh, shout yeah, out yeah. that save he made from Fred was unbelievable and we've not had a goalkeeper like him since Lehman I know he got sent off in the Champions League final <laughs> just to put I'll that in perspective guys uh, Ben who's our Chelsea fan on here all he's done for the last God knows however many years we've known each other is slag off the Arsenal boys for for uh, well Chelsea being better in uh, in Europe, eh, hey, Ben? Well, I've, I've I've got a lot of time for um, Arsenal's success over the last few years, especially in the FA Cup. And they've they've made it their own, and fair play to them for that. But they've they've really struggled at the the top competition, and uh, really that's where top teams want to be. And Arsenal they just can't do it. But I was actually going to ask the Arsenal boys. Having um, David Luiz in the team now, uh, being a, obviously a Champions League winner, how do you feel? And is he? Do you think he's securing his place in that defence? It's nice to have one Champions League winner. I'll, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. I think. No, I mean Arteta speaks quite highly of him. You know, around the change of room and stuff. He's a bit of a character. He's a fucking lunatic, isn't he? and you, you never yeah. know what you're going to get from him. I bet he's good for the changing room. To be fair, yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think he's pretty good for that. Especially you Lovely know, air and all. Got lovely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I don't think he's bad to have around the place, but you just don't know what you're going to get each game, do you? Obviously, he has been good. 
Well, we have well, defensively a side we've not really seen in an Arsenal team for years. I mean, I think only City have conceded less yeah. goals than us this season. That's team. what I mean, though, Spizzy. Even though sometimes it's so boring, the, the clean sheet just means so much to me because it's just I've not seen us... Because we've not seen any, like, decades, fight Let's or... be honest, it's been decades since we've defended Yeah. It. You need to go back to playing the offside track. That's what it is. Do you know, I think Tony Adams was still playing last time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Greg, what was it uh, you wanted to say, mate? What about the Arsenal game? Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> I mean, you're giving the hand up a minute ago, giving me the uh, signal. <laughs> no, no, offside. No, I mean, I watched it. It's an hour and a half. It's an hour and a half. I'm never going to get back. It was, it, it weren't great. But there was a few bits of quality. But I mean, the boys have covered a lot of it. The certain players that they that each have got and stuff like that that they're not performing and stuff but Rashford and Martial yeah, I mean, it wasn't interested yeah, I don't know where Bruno Fernandes was he must uh, but when when, when he don't when he don't play we just don't tick it's as simple it is it, it sounds bad but it's what it is I thought everything he was has awful. to go through him Martial like, he had a stink against Sheffield United he had a chance to do something at Arsenal but come on and done he, he just didn't he didn't nothing again and I'm thinking Come on, mate. I'll just have a go, for God's sake. But then there was that tackle he did on Jacker, where he sort of yeah, raked his studs down the back of his. If Jacker does point. that, if that's the other way around, Jacker gets doesn't even go to VAR. Jacker gets a, a card for that. Yeah. So we should I don't know how he got yeah. You're right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. That's the only thing he's done. Tackle, okay. To be honest, yeah. That is quite what, did you uh, have game, anything in the the game yes, was like, just... few change, like there, there weren't a lot in it, was it? You had the save and you had the Cavani misses, and then you had the Lacazette free kick. And apart from that, there weren't much. It was just like defensive midfield play, wasn't it? I thought you're that lucky. Chocolate. You're lucky, Scott. You're lucky, Scotty McSaul said the shit. That's all I'm saying, or whatever he had wrong with him. <laughs> I thought that chance it, it, that, that William had at the back post was an absolute. Yeah belter of a chance I mean he's so low on confidence he just looked like a child trying to hit the ball it's like where's your conviction like put your fucking foot through it it was it was dreadful dreadful effort I love Wan-Bissaka like that for me defensively he's unreal but honestly I don't know whose distribution is worse out of him and Fred's you give them the ball they're like me on a Sunday it is just hot potato it is just terrible I have no confidence with them on the ball (laughs) I think they're awful. Wambasaka and Fred on the ball are awful, and and they're prof- these are pro- professional football players, fifty million pound players or whatever, and they nah they. But I love I love Fred. I love Wambasaka. You know, at the end of the day, I want I do want a right back that can tackle. He can do it. I love Fred's yeah. work rate. He ain't the best, never will be, but I like him. Him and him and McSauce in the middle. I feel like it, it, it helps us, but they yeah we need to play well, obviously. But fair point. I think they do help us. Look better, Patty. Sorry, Patty mate. What was it you was going to say? I was just going to throw it back to um to Boyle. Obviously, like not rating Pepe and William, and obviously before Arsenal signed Pepe, there was obviously talks of them getting Zaha, and we're talking about Zaha not going to a big six club. You could probably argue argue Arsenal aren't a big six club anymore. So That's would big... you have rather <laughs> would you Arsenal boys rather have taken a like a punt on Zaha than Pepe and William. 
if you would if you would have asked me at the time at the start of the season, I would have bit your hand off for Zaha. But having watched him a bit more closely this season and seen his petulance when things don't go his way. Um, I'm not too sure, but I mean, obviously, if you're asking me for a decision, I'd have to say Zaha over Pepe because Pepe's had time to prove himself. It's not as if he's been bench warming all, all the time. In the Premier League, up until about two weeks ago, I believe he, he didn't even have a shot on target. I mean, that's, that is absolutely disgraceful. He had what that red card as well, didn't he? There's, there's, there's free transfers that have had shots on target. Like, let's get it right. I mean... To not even record a shot on target is shocking. Just his all-round game, his attitude, the way he comes across, his body language. He's just not for me. He's not for me at all. Not Dave, over to you, mate. Yeah, I'll just answer Pat's question there. It's, in a heartbeat, I'd rather have had Zaha. I was gutted when it didn't go through. I've, I've always... I mean, there is the petulant side. It does get on my nerves when he's asking for protection from the ref. But when he's on it and on the ball, he is unplayable. Absolutely unplayable. And there's like a, a joy to watch. Like I, I love it when he just goes down, breezes past people. I just love to see him doing that in, in our team. So I was, I was gutted when we didn't, we didn't get him because even though he's 28 and you can say Pele, uh, Pepe's got whatever, four years on him or, I mean, Zaha will do more in the next two or three years he's got at the top than Pepe will do in his whole career. I mean, just put it this way, in three, I'll be, Gobsmacked if Pepe's still at Arsenal in three years. Whereas, yeah, no you'd rather have Pele now, wouldn't you, than Pepe? <laughs> <laughs> um, Spearsy, what do you reckon, mate? I've got to say, the, uh, the only positive with Pepe will be I don't think we've seen his best years yet. Was he 24? And yeah. I think the way he gets taken yeah. out after 60 minutes a lot of the time, it's hard to get any consistency when you're, when you're playing like that. I just think we've got to give him a bit more time, get him starting regularly, and hopefully we'll see the best of him. Thing is, we've had so many players like that. Like, for it, I know he, he started off a lot, lot younger, and we had a bit more sort of kind of affection for him. Old, like Walcott. I mean, we was waiting. You thinking, yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna come good. He's gonna come good. He's gonna come good. And then one day, oh, he's twenty nine. I don't think it's happening. That's you know what I mean. It's like that's just what Pepe's gonna be. We're, he's like, he's me, scored a lot. He scored a lot more waiting. goals for Arsenal than Pep than Pepe's gonna. I'll tell you that for free. I'll take I'll yeah. take Jeffrey Schlapp over fucking Pepe. <laughs> Not wrong. Man like Jeffrey. <laughs> I like him. Jeffrey's a bowler, mate. <laughs> um, Gory, what are you saying, mate? Very, I quite, I think, if, you know, if Zaha went, I think, like, you know what I mean? I, I like Jeffrey Schlupp. Very direct. Not as skillful, don't get me wrong, but... Gory, over to oh. you. He's a Premier League winner, old Schlupp. But, yeah, yeah. no, back to, back to Zaha and Pepe. I, to be honest, I don't... Zaha can be amazing on his day, obviously, but... Again, I don't see much the difference between them. Sort of like, how many goals does he get a season? Well, Pepe I, don't get Pepe. A I bet he gets more than Pepe. He has done. Yeah, he, he still doesn't get as many as he should. Agreed. He's, he's playing team. in a defensive team like Palace. Yeah, that's it. You put you put him in an attacking team like Arsenal. Maybe, maybe. But again, I don't know. I, I still think he's a bit whack in front of goal. He does get chances for Palace. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, oh, yeah, I think he's, he's improved this year massively on that. Like, last yeah, year, I'm, I'm not saying he's awful. I'm not saying he's awful, but he does get a hell of a lot of chances where you think it's a goal. And then he's like, he's somehow blazed it over. Or he's 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 still got that in him where he's not, he's not at that top level. 
If no, he, if no, he he's not he, top level, no. No, if he was clinical, he might have actually got another big move in him, but I don't he think he never will be now either. He never no. will be. Zaha's not going to get any better now. 28 now, Pepe mate. Again, I don't, I yeah, don't, I can't did. see Pepe. I can't see him getting a lot, lot better, as Diaz said. Like, you, I think a lot of fans, you do hope, when you spend that money, you do hope that they are going to come good. They're going to come good. But I think it's like what he says, it's going to be a, a season after season where, come on, come on. And then it's like, nah. The, the other problem He's is that gonna... money is a weight on his shoulders, mate. If he'd, have, if he'd have only turned up for five to ten million or something, he, the, the crowd wouldn't be expecting as much. Mm. And it wouldn't have that pressure. Obviously, there's no crowd in there at the moment. But to be honest, the Emirates, it probably sounds the same anyway. But, um, <laughs> I was waiting uh, for that. He's <laughs> a weight on the guy's shoulders, you know, that, that price tag. Hashtag even, even 20 to 30 mil, like, it's like a lot less of a like, weight on the shoulders. But 70 mil is massive money, isn't it? Like, Monster, mate. Boy, what do you reckon? I mean, I'm not going to smash Pepe any more than he's already been smashed, but I, I'm just looking, going back to like the body language and the way he plays, he just doesn't look like he knows what's required of him. He looks like a player that takes on two players and he's happy kicking the ball, he's happy with a shot over the bar. Like yeah. he jogs on as if to say, yeah, done my bit there. And I'm just scratching my head thinking, mate, you can't even hit the target from like 12 yards out. Yeah. I mean, you're not even testing the keeper. Conversion! <laughs> Maybe there, maybe there is some truth in what Spears is saying. Uh, with a seventy-two million pound player, do you flog him in the summer, or do you allow him more time and more time? I mean, realistically, is he going to be at Arsenal at the end of next season? Even yeah, if he Blaney is, got like, better as years went on. Blaney got better. Give him a chance. Struggers. Yeah, just going back to the actual game. I, I was thinking. I sat down to watch it the other night, and I was thinking. Do you remember back in the day? Even a few years ago, you, you knew you're in for a good game watching Man United and Arsenal. Yeah, it was you know gonna it's going to be goals. You know it's going to be a bit feisty. But that game the other night, it was just it was shit, wasn't it? For a neutral, yeah. I mean, I thought it was going to be a Arsenal good fans, game. Man United fans are a bit more invested in it. So it's probably not going to be as boring. But as a neutral, that it was just pony. Yeah, well, yeah, and I, I, I don't mean to channel my inner Roy Keane as well, but when you're seeing like Odegaard and fucking Donny Van der Beek on on the touchline warming up in a bit's a big game. Like the clubs don't like each other and they're warming up, giving each other cuddles and fucking tapping each yeah. other's asses. You just think, come on, boys. You know what I mean? Save that for after the it's game, fine. behind closed doors. Well, you that, can't or whatever. that is also in a product. Shower. It's a product of the way football is now. The fact yeah, that you can't, even, say that. you can't even tackle. You yeah. can't even do yeah. anything. You think of the things of the past that have gone gone by in them games that Strug's talking about, the big games with your Vieiras, Keynes, even before <laughs> that. You can't, you can't even. All you got to do is blow at someone now, like, you just, and you get a yellow. Do you know yeah, what I mean? It's true. <laughs> football now it, is taking rough, it right? out of them. Anyway, it's a whole different debate in it in modern yeah. football. Now. But um, yeah, exactly. So them, them days have passed, have gone really. Yeah, but anyway, boys, let's. Um, we've covered that one. I think that should have that, that got a lot more airtime than that. Yeah, game deserved. <laughs> I think, but. Um, you can edit, edit that bit out a bit there, yeah, I'll, just, I'll just cut all of that, I reckon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so the next game was um, Chelsea versus Burnley um, in a scrap of relegation, in it? That after Lampard's done his yeah. destroying exit. Um, but, yeah, so Ben and Hoppers, two Chelsea fans on it. We'll, we'll go to you first, Ben. What yeah, you, no uh, worries. What are the faults, mate? 
Tuchel's second game in charge. Was it his first game? It was his second second, second game. game in charge. Yeah, he come in charge, didn't he? That like the day before or two days before the Wolves game. That's and, right. Uh, yeah. Couldn't really. I don't think you class too much. I mean, he he literally even said he's going to play a um, a more experienced side and just try and try and like take the pressure off the youngsters, which he did do. And the Wolves game was pretty dreadful. But yeah, can't expect too much. But going to the Burnley game uh, yesterday, it was. Uh, I was quite pleased to be honest. Like a steady result. Bit slow to start. Bit boring in the first. 20 minutes, half hour, but generally as results go, 2-0 at home, job done, clean sheet. Yeah, and what more can you ask for? Apart from maybe a Werner goal, I think the team did all right. He brought some new players in, say new players, some old players ain't played for a couple of years. But uh, come back in. Um, great game. After not playing for a long time. So uh yeah, it's quite quite pleased with that really. But we've got we've got to we've got to keep it up now. It's not about just the, the win against Burnley, we've got to keep going. And uh, get back into that positions we was earlier in the season. We, it was we were, one of them, wasn't it? It was job done, really, the Burnley game. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, it was. But earlier in the season, we did a we did a lot of the hard works. We uh, we had a good run, so it took, it's taking the pressure off us for now, really. So yeah, poppers. Um, uh, well, really, I think it was a tough one to think about playing against a poor Burnley side, but when it, especially when he goes five at the back against a quite a defensive team but I reckon huge positive was probably Callum Hudson-Odoi came back in the sort of Victor Moses role and seems to have done well in the last two games so that's a huge positive um, Well I saw, just, I saw a great quote actually from the game it was overheard apparently on the telly um, where Sean Dyche was screaming at Robbie Brady basically telling him that Hudson-Odoi yeah, was open yeah. behind him and he screamed back at him, I know where he fucking is, I just can't stop him. Can't get near him, yeah. <laughs> He's probably been our biggest positive for the last couple of games, which is obviously Tuchel likes him, which is something to look look into for one of our future sort of younger players. But he's sort of getting some good out of the older players as well. Sort of Jorginho looks like he's back to some sort of form. You've got Kovacic playing well with him. He says he likes um, Kante as well, which is he's come back from injury like five games out. So we'll have to see how that develops, how he's going to fit them all in, especially with Mount being um, old Frankie's love boy. We don't well, know how that's, that's going to turn out. He'll probably just fuck off to wherever Frank ends up, won't he, anyway? Well, exactly. you got Alonso coming back as well, which is a bit strange. We thought he was he played his last game. He comes back, scores a bit of a goal. Cool yeah, decent goal. And then we bought all this sort of attacking firepower, sort of 30 million here, 40 million there. And we go and beat Burnley with two goals from two defenders. So it's, it's a bit worrying in that sense. But we we seemed to dominate the game. They didn't have a shot on goal until sort of the 90th minute. Yeah. And it was pretty comfortable in the end, to be honest. Dave, Dave, what do you reckon, mate? As an Arsenal fan looking at it? Our secret, like, did, did you feel like the way he lined that up there, it was kind of almost like a rolling it back to like a Conti performance? Yeah, see, the thing is, you're going to get all these players that were on the fringes are going to start playing, but like looking like they're interested now and in trying to play football. It'd be interesting to see in sort of six, seven games' time whether you're still going to get all this effort from the whole sort of 18 men or whether they're just sort of trying to play for their places now. So it's, Conte he sort of got it out of us for a whole season, but. He, he, People started playing for Frank when he started playing, so it's, it's you can't judge us on one, two, three, four games. Yeah, exactly. Pat, Pat, over to you, mate. Yeah, I was just going to say, like, obviously Alonso, he got he got the goal, 
But from an outside, I'd say Chilwell was probably one of the big signings in the summer that's actually performed for, for Chelsea so far this season. And obviously, I thought that was a strange one, him getting dropped, really. Yeah, I think you're right, definitely. I mean, then Chilwell's got to be gutted, especially with Alonso bagging a goal, because he's probably thinking, oh, I might have lost my place here. But I think it's putting good pressure on Chilwell. He's got a... He's got to step up that little bit more now. He's got to raise it again. Um, he was at a good club with Leicester, but if he wants to win trophies and he's at the right place, he's just got to step it up against and, another level, isn't he? And if he wants to get in the England side, steal or this year, isn't yeah. it? It's a big, big year or big six months. I think he's our best left back, though, easily still. Mind you, Luke Shaw's playing well, but yeah. But if he don't play between now and the end of the season, you, you just don't mm, know. Yeah. Look, Gory. Yeah. yeah, no, I think the thing is, with him coming in like mid-season, Tuchel, it's hard, isn't it? Because these players that Frank's been playing, i.e. the big new signings and all that, he's he's ultimately got the sack. So he's looking at it, Tuchel's got to be looking at it as in, well, if they, he's got the sack by playing these players, what am I going to do? And especially with the first two games, three games, you want to get on a good little run straight away, don't you? So... He's, the starting eleven was, yeah, it was weird to look at the fact that obviously, you know, you're starting Alonso, you're starting Dave at fucking right back. Do you know what I mean? But ultimately they've gone and scored and they've, and they've won you the game. That's it. But over the, over the next few weeks, I think you'll see him obviously stamping his authority on the squad, how he wants to actually play, who he's actually going to be using. I don't think them players are going to stay in the team. But them other players that have come out have got to get used to the way that Tuchel wants to play. Yeah, but Where he can depend, he can depend on them older ones straight away to get his his philosophy. I think that's why yeah. he went like that. But you'll get you'll get the youngsters coming back in, but they they've got to get their head around the way that he wants to play. Obviously, boy, why would you see it like that? I was just I was going to say with Chelsea, they seem to be blessed with a massive amount of attacking talent. Not so much depth at the back. And I think for Tuchel, the thing is, how quickly does he find his best eleven? Because there's a lot of players there with big price tags, a um, lot of pressure on the likes of Werner, Hiverts, you know, they've gone for massive money. And there's a lot of other players around that sort of you've got Hudson Adoy, you've got you got Abraham, you've got Giroud. like you can't fit all these players into one team. And when you're at a big club, time ain't really on your side. He's going to be expected to get results quick, but yeah, wonder... he's only got eighteen months. Only got an eighteen month deal, so he's got to hit the ground running. So, yeah, I'm thinking like, is, is he going to know how quickly is he going to know what his best te- best team is? Because there's risks there for him to take with who he puts in and who he leaves out. He's got a big, in, in other words, he's got a big selection call. I think early doors in his Chelsea career. Yeah, struggles. What do you reckon, mate? Yeah, he obviously made a fairly decent start, hasn't he? But I just want to ask the Chelsea boys a quick one. Like, so when you finish seventh this season, who do you want as your next manager? Like, do you go John Terry this time? Or... <laughs> I don't know if Slavin Bilic has got another job yet. He might do a job. but He's in China. Strike, to be fair, I think I'd settle for seventh. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'm you would. We, we finished tenth a few years ago, didn't we? I mean... It's, it's the way it goes. Either side of finishing 10th, we won the league and then won the league again after. So, football's <laughs> a crazy game and this season more than ever, isn't it? Yeah, ain't it? With no fans there as well. 
it's having such an impact on the on the game. So. A Whitaker fella, shut really, that fucking dog up. Is that that Whitaker fella, tell? <laughs> yeah, Ray. <laughs> if anyone yeah, hasn't, Ray. Uh, doesn't know what we're mentioning there, just go on YouTube and type in the Whitaker family. I'm not going to say any more, but it's it's an eye opener. Um, I'd like to know his thoughts actually, Ray, on the game. To be fair, that's one for another day, I reckon. But um, my point of view on this as well, on on the whole, like Thomas Tuchel, I, I actually think it's quite a brave move from him coming in and giving opportunities to the likes of Alonso and Aspeliqueta and that, because he's obviously done a little bit of homework on your team over the last few seasons. And he's come in and obviously said to the guys, you're all starting with a, a, a clean slate. Go and impress me. And for all you know, in training, the first couple of days or whatever that he was there, Alonso might have been tearing it up. Same with Aspilicueta. People like Chilwell might have been resting on their laurels that they're going to be nicking a start because he's done well so far. So I think it's quite admirable, really, from, from him to come in and sort of give these guys their opportunity. Because whatever has you happened can't before, drop him it's now. not he weren't there for, you know? Yeah, I don't was, think you can drop. You can't drop Alonso now, really. You can't. Or, or you like I don't know. You can't. You do. You don't. Do you? It's just so. And it, and if you do, you fuck the competition's good. Completely, because if you've then if you have come in and said what well, I just think he might have, and then people like Alonso that you've given the opportunity to have ran with it, and then you you drag him drag him out of the team, all of a sudden he's going to be like, hang on a minute, what fucking more can yeah. I do? You know. Yeah. yeah. At the end yeah. of the day, we it, it was only Burnley we were playing. It, the big test is we got like Mourinho Spurs on Thursday. Obviously, they're not playing. That'll be, that'll be an easier game, I think. Mate, yeah, yeah, but I think they, but, do you know what? It probably will be easier. I don't think so. I think he'll get his players up for that. Yeah, with no Kane, with no Kane and 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 Bale the way, it's I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think you'll be all right. I think, I think oh, Burnley are a see tough what side. Team he always... puts out, he might just switch it out completely. He might go five changes, try and find his best team again. Yeah, yeah just keep rotating I mean, a bit and see what's what, see how it pans out. On that subject, I'd quite like to see some consistency because, hmm. I mean, especially with Frank, it's been he has been very mix and match trying to find his right selection. And uh, yeah, it'd be lovely to kind of really kind of keep some consistency, some continuity, and. And, and work with it, really. If, if something's working, let's stick with it and keep going. Especially three at the back. I think it seems to be working with those wing-backs. They're sort of, they're playing as wing-backs, but they're sort of playing as wingers. And they're not sort of doing much defending. When you've got Azpilicueta back there, he's not going to venture forward that much, although he's obviously good for the goal. But Thiago Silva's not going to get forward that much. And Rudy is not very mobile. So you, you've got a lot of cover behind you. And you've got hudson Adore and Alonso there. You've got cover, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. Right, well, that um, that covers the the Chelsea Burnley game, anyway, boys. So another three points on the board for your boys. Um, the next game is really the only one that matters, and it's Leicester versus Leeds. Which oh, uh, oh boring now. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna <laughs> the mute button. That, that, yeah, <laughs> put the mute boy. I'm gonna go and put the kettle on. <laughs> so um, like, obviously I'm I'm the Leeds fan on on the on the podcast and. I must admit, going into this game, I, w- I weren't looking forward to it at all. Um, I was actually dreading that I didn't start the podcast a week earlier because looking at the fixtures and we had Newcastle, I thought that would probably be a good time to start it. Um, and then seeing that we had Leicester in the build-up to this, I was dreading it, to be honest. They they 
they give us a good hiding earlier on in the season. And I thought they'd do a job on us again. I, I really did. I, um, I'm i happy with how our boys have done so far this season. Um, I think we're, that we've competed more than enough with every team we've played. But um, when we're coming United. up against teams like Leicester, just, just purely their personnel, we, we can't, we can't match it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we, you, although we're we're playing really well and we we're achieving good things with the squad we've got, you look at man for man, a team like Leicester, fucking miles ahead of us, and I, I was dreading it, but I thought it was a fucking incredible performance, um, and yeah, I'm over the moon with it. Nice three-one win, so we'll uh, we'll take that. We we move move a bit further away from relegation zone, so I'm fucking over the moon. The only other thing as well is like, I was looking at our team because like, we've got quite a few injuries at the moment. You won't hear about it because Bielsa's not a bitch like Klopp and don't shut up about it. But um, Big. <laughs> <laughs> nine of our 11 that started yesterday was... He can't our, cry about it. He can't talk English. was in our championship team. And um, eight of the 11 were in started in Bielsa's first game in charge against Stoke three years ago. So it goes to show it's not like we've come up and brought a whole new team. This guy has fucking developed these these players into more than mixing it in the Premier League. And it's, it's it shocks me every week we play, to be honest, because I look at the personnel and think three years ago, I'm calling for people like Stuart Dallas and Luke Aylin to be fucking jogged on. Um, not really Luke Aylin, because he's, he's done well for us the whole time, but like they, they weren't good enough for us to move up onto the next level. And fast forward three years and they're fucking running the show against teams like Leicester. It's fucking blowing my mind. But, yeah, I don't know if any of you boys watch the game. Dave, did you... No, Let's just move on now. Let's move on to the next game. Coming up with the um, with the same team to, to a certain extent. Like, I must admit, what Leeds have done is one of the probably one of the best I've seen. Like, some teams try and stick with what they come up with and they just don't cut the mustard at the top level. Other teams completely change everything, like Fulham the other year, and it, they just can't gel or it just doesn't work. But the way the sort of core um, of the Leeds team that came up, they've all stepped up to the plate, but then you sort of sprinkled it with a few top quality players. Like Rafinha has been unreal. Different class, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, like Rodri's was, was a good buy. It's, it has been quite impressive, to be fair. Well, Rafinha and Rodrigo are the only two players that, that we signed that are in the team at the moment. Like we, we, the place we needed to really improve was defensively, like because we... But we lost Ben White. He went back to Brighton, and we couldn't sign him. So we needed like a couple of centre backs in, and we got Robin Cock and Diego Llorente in, who are two top level centre halves. But they've pretty much been injured the whole season, so we've not we've not really seen them. So it's only really Rafinha and Rodrigo that have that have had a run at it. And they, I must admit, they, especially Rafinha, they, he's, he's hit the ground running. Yeah. Like Rodrigo's took a bit of time, and he had COVID, and he's not really looked the same since. But they both hit the ground running, mate. It's I mean, like, Rafinha is fucking superb. Harrison's been top drawer at times this year. Yeah. He, he's become a top player. Struggers? Struggers? Yeah, I didn't really watch much of the game. I saw a bit. I think it was 1-1 when I turned it on. Um, and Leicester looked like they were on top for a bit. Were, were Leicester any good yesterday? Or, or were Leeds, it was, were Leeds it, really good? It was a weird one. Like it, As the game started, I think Leicester scored after about a quarter of an hour. Um, but the... Until then, it was all us. Like we, we looked to be in control, um, and we were running the show. And then they sort of hit us on the break. Harvey Barnes scored a really good goal, actually. Um, 
And I thought, oh, for fuck's sake, like there was a bit against the run of the play. And I thought this is going to be pretty much what happened in the first game now when they they like done us 4-1 and a few of them were on the break. And it was like, oh, it's, like, it's all happening again. But like we scored two minutes after they their goal to bring it level and then pretty much took it to them. And they had a, a really good period of about a quarter of an hour after we scored our second um, where they had us under the cosh. I think they had something like six shots in the space of about five minutes. Like they were, they, they penned us in, like they it sort of livened yeah. them up our second goal. But after that, we, we sort of weathered the storm and then like took it back to them sort of thing. But, um, but yeah, Gory, what, did you watch a game? Um, I watched, yeah, I watched some of it, mate. Obviously they, I felt they was in the game for a little while as well. Like what, um, like, what struggle was saying, and um, and then obviously you just yeah you hit them with the with the goal and that like the goal was an absolute beaut, and um, and he, he he played a blinder obviously like oh, Bamford yeah yeah but like going back to Rafinha come from the French league but yet Arsenal get Pepe you get him yeah and it's like it's a bit of a, bit of a price difference as well mate we, we well yeah that as well million. I don't know. I don't know what the fee was, but yeah, like again, you're looking at that and, and the recruitment process. Then it's Fantastic, like, well, mate. Who, who was who was the geezer at Arsenal that said yes to Pepe? You know what I mean? Well, well I, I look at it now, and if if we're to put Raf, say for example, we put Rafinha on the market, like we're open to listen to offers, we double our money at least. Like yeah. we we bought him for 17 million. He's easy going for 35. Easy. Do you know what I mean? He's 24 as well, same age yeah. as Pepe. Yeah, um, Pat, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, I think without Vardy, Leicester are a completely different team. Like, they've got, they could have hurt you a couple of times if they had someone who could just sort of hit a bit of pace and just like a ball over the top, and you would have sort of conceded a, probably a couple more goals. But without that threat, Leicester seem a little bit lost. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think. Obviously, with the age he is as well now, they're going to have to look to replace him this this summer or at least get someone to be there because he's going to play less and less games every season now. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah, especially now he's starting picking up the odd knock. Yeah, that's it. Like, you played really well yesterday, but there were points where if he I was like playing... up front. They, yeah, he's not, Like, if he was playing, they probably could have hurt you a bit more. But Agreed. No, I totally agree. In... Strug, what do you reckon, mate? Yeah, they do. I, I don't know who they get in to replace Vardy though. Ings. It's going to cost. A, it's going to cost a lot of money. Yeah, but Ings, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just the way they play on the counter attack with Vardy's pace. You got to replace that pace. That's, it, yeah. that's what I mean. I don't think Ings, Ings is pretty quick, but I don't think he's he's nowhere near Vardy, is he? There's, there's, there's not many are, mate. Who are they going to sign? Mbappe. Fucking... That's what I mean. To to get someone that's a good finisher and is rapid as well. It, that's Serious, serious money, isn't it? So I don't know. Available, isn't he? Yeah, are you available? Ah, always, always for Brendan. <laughs> I was actually, it's mad actually with Vardy. Like I was watching the Premier League hundred the other day, and to think his first goal was that like in two thousand fourteen or something, and it's just mad what he's gone on to do. To you know, Vardy really. There ain't no one mate. like him. Yeah, I still, I would still have him for England. I. I for what he does, I know he's old, I, I I know, but no one does what he does. 
There's yeah, no one running. He's, there's no one quicker. He's an arsehole to play against. I bet he's. I would hate to do. It. I mean, I'd have him in my pocket, not a problem. Only because I'm throwing your pocket. Jonesy, I'll attack the ball, mate. You mop up, yeah. But one other thing I want to quickly say as well, and I've been this man honestly the start of the season and even throughout it. I've given Bamford absolutely. I've been like, nah, not You've for me. You've been caning him, mate. Up until last season, you were caning him the whole time. But I'm gonna say. It's gone on too long now for it to just be a bit of bit of form and a bit of luck. So he's. Pl- I mean, yes, that goal yesterday was probably one of the best I've seen. I, I liked his goals at Villa. They were that, great goals, me, yeah. That one like, yesterday for me. Wow, I mean, what? A, yeah, what a performance! So I, you know what? I'm going to take it back, about Patrick. And he's a lovely geezer, isn't he? I, I, he's just. Yeah. He's just such a nice fella. He is. He's too no, nice to be honest. What, yeah, there's no, there's no, there's no arrogance with him. There's no, it's just, he's just a nice guy. So, yeah, it's You look at his. I thought he, I thought he was a teamy pookie, but he ain't. He's nah. no, he's not. We look at his figures this season, mate. He's got eleven goals and four assists. Like pe- people were raving about Calvert Lewin. He's the fucking next coming of fucking Jesus, and he's got less. He's got the same amount of goals, but he's got mm. no assists and. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? People like well, Danny Ings that people hmm. rave about. He's Patrick Bamford's got three more goals than him. And do you what know what Bamford I mean? done yesterday? What he done yesterday after scoring that goal? You would have thought anyone in on goal. You ain't squaring that, no. Because it, I think most strikers would score that. Don't square that. No, I don't square that. I don't square that unless I've already scored. Maybe, but I mean, yeah. it's one of them. Mm-hmm. He's already scored. He's already scored. You think it's another one-on-one. But then as he said, I heard his interview today with TalkSport and that, and he was saying, um, you know, two-one up, we just needed to kill the game. And yeah. Jack Harrison, you know, he was in a better position. And you've got to come on, like, you've got to commend him for that because a lot of 100%. people might have shot there. And there's possibility that he might have missed. And look, yeah. the, the, the thing He's is, in, look, this is it's one of the reasons that Bielsa... 100% idolises the, the guy. He's, he's sort of stuck with Bamford through thick and thin. Like, in the Championship, there were times, there were periods of like six, seven, eight games um, in in the season where, where Bamford was going without scoring. And Leeds, look, I, I must admit, I got on his back a couple of times and I was sort of thinking, fucking hell. Like, at the time, we had Eddie and Kettier on loan from Arsenal and we're going, throw him in. Do you know what I mean? Give, give Eddie a go. And But Bielsa always looked at the bigger picture and what, Bamford does for the team rather than it's not just about goal scoring like and, and that summed it up perfectly that I, I messaged my dad at the time and I said can you imagine if Bamford misses that chance and then in the last like seven eight minutes whatever was left Leicester are still only a goal behind they've got us penned in and they get an equaliser say they get an equaliser a couple of minutes later then they're pushing for a winner all of a sudden like you've you've lost the fucking game, possibly. Do you know what I mean? Just on that one moment where he looks at it as square, mm. we've won the game. It killed Leicester. Um, ben, I didn't think I didn't think it'd be enough for you. I didn't think it'd be good enough for you this in the Prem, but yeah, he's proved me wrong massively. Yeah, you got to give him you got to give him credit, really. Yeah, he's uh, he's done well, um, and he's get he's getting the numbers, isn't he? He's getting the goals. Yeah. And that's what. About. So no matter how they go in, that's what they count. Going back to Vardy. Um, I think Leicester are really going to struggle to replace a player like Vardy. I think he's he's the kind of player that plays with so much like spirit and heart and desire. Talisman, isn't 
you just can't buy that. You just it doesn't no. matter how much you try it. And he's of a one-off, course, many, mate. Yeah, many teams try to buy decent players, but you can't. You just can't buy that. So it'd be really interesting to see as his uh, career does phase out what what comes in. But I think as they are at the moment, Leicester with Brendan Rodgers, they're still a great side and they're uh, they're doing well. And it's a good result for Leeds. It was a good result for Leeds. Yeah, sticking with Leeds, tell would you re- like realistically end of the season? What would you be happy with, and where do you think they finish? Survival, mate. That's yeah. <laughs> that's that was the modus operandi when we come up. Just stay up. You know, mm. like you had you had idiot Leeds fans that, oh fucking hell, if we with Bielsa we push top six first season. Like, it's never going to happen. The personnel, no. we we haven't got the personnel for that. But I look at it and like I think I was speaking to Boyle before the season started, and I said. With the way that we play and, and what that man can do with our team, I, I, I thought it was a possibility of anywhere between like ninth and 14th. Um, and even then, I was looking in our first season. That, that's that's a big, big ask. You know what I mean? Like, and and I, like, I look at the looking at the table now, we're sitting comfortably mid table. We're we're closer to the top six than we are the bottom three. And if you'd have told me that like four or five months ago, Fucking bit your hand off, mate. It's um, we're 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 doing brilliantly for for a newly promoted team. Like it's hard, it's it's quite hard for Leeds fans because we're a relatively big side like throughout history, and we've got a big following, and we we all still have it in our head that we can mix it once we're in the Premier League. Like you look at the names there, you know, yeah, we can mix it, but like we're we're a newly promoted Championship team. Do you know what I mean? How many newly promoted Championship teams can do what we've done? Like. Nearly every season, the three teams that come up are the favourites to go down. Like we were something like tenth or eleventh favourites to get relegated this season, and it's it's all down to that one man. He he can he, he makes diamonds out of fucking these players. It's 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 incredible. But um, I look at it now, and I just like I said, I just want to survive. But I'm looking now, thinking if we get a top ten. I'm fucking running around the streets naked at the end of the season. I mean, top tens an unbelievable. No, you've got, be, you've got to get your Bruno outfit. You got to do any Bruno outfit. No, that can fuck off. That. I got rid of that bet. <laughs> For anyone who don't know, we, me and Jamesy right. had a bet at the start of the season that Bruno Fernandez, uh, he, he said he'd score more goals than Click and Hernandez put together, and me being too proud to back down to a mank. I said, "Fuck off, you scum bastard! We're gonna, we do you." But um, Hernandez has barely kicked a fucking ball, and now Click's been dropped from the side, so I'm fucked. And uh, Fernandez, no, it's, a it's a shame. And he, imagine he, he kicked, he kicked the ball a couple of times. He kicked the ball a couple of times um, in the six-two win, though, didn't he? Now, nah, fuck you. Old Bruno gets a penalty every half an hour, so there's no chance of me winning that bet. But um, Pat, <laughs> what are you saying, yeah. mate? Just touching on the old um, Patrick Bamford thing, really, like... You had it at Palace, didn't you? It, yeah, that's what I was going to say. It shows you what having a manager that believes in you will give you time and give you chances to prove yourself can do for a player. Like, he's been shipped out to, what, three or four different Premier League teams at the time. Like, I think we've had him. I think Norwich had him for a bit. Obviously, Burnley. Yes, yeah, he's been never really got a run in any of them teams, do you know what I mean? And never really got given a chance to show what he could do. So I think that's why before the season, a lot of a lot of people that weren't Leeds fans saw Bamford and thought, well, he ain't going to be able to lead the line for Leeds. He can't cut it in the Prem. 
and he's just gone and silenced a lot of critics. And there's probably like a lot of clubs that are looking back thinking, fucking hell, we missed out on a possible gem there. If they're just yeah. giving him a chance, he the, would have been a steal. The other thing you've got to remember is he's only he's, he's only 26. Yeah. He's been around a long time. He's had a lot of football under. He's got a lot of experience. And he's now starting to find his feet. And he's, he's only 26. Like, he, he's only going to get better. Like, it's, it's mental, really. But um, come, like what you said there about not like a manager that believes in him, they, he actually mentioned the story at the start of this season, Bamford. I think it was when he was at Palace. I think Pardew might have been his manager there. And he said, like, it sums up sort of his loan career when he was being shipped out is they was doing in training left footers versus right footers. And Pardew was like, put Bamford in the team of right footers. And he went over to him and was like, what are you on about, mate? I'm like, I'm a left-footed player. And he, he was sort of, no, you're not, and started arguing the toss with him. That sort of shows like how much fucking notice he was taking. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. mental, really. Um, struggle, what, what do you reckon, mate? Just going back to what you're saying about where you, you ideally finish, you said saying sort of ninth and 14th. I'd imagine you'd be disappointed if you finished below 14th now, wouldn't you? Yeah. And, um, what cake are you going to make Bielsa if you finish ninth? Oh, God. I don't know. Some, something beautiful, mate. <laughs> I'll make him anything he wants. I'd do anything for that bloke. I fucking love him. I love him more than me. I, actually, I, Googled, I Googled them things you made him. Is it an Argentinian wagon wheel or something? Is that what it is? <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. Don't tell him in Iceland, Jonesy. <laughs> <laughs> There's not enough carbs in them for you, bruv. No. <laughs> Dave, yeah, if, I have, if, I have, if I have a couple of wagon wheels with a portion of chips, that'd be all right, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, that'd do. Dave, what do you reckon, mate? Well, I was just going to say that in terms of leads coming up, they've been one of the most impressive promoted sides. Like, I, I think in recent years, only, only Wolves have really hit the ground running like, like Leeds have. And as a neutral, I've not really been had the opinion at any point that Leeds are going to go down. And I mean, yeah. to be fair, a, like you said, they're previously like a, a huge club. There's a lot hanging on, resting on their shoulders. So to sort of have that fan base, that expectation, the pressure on their shoulders and to, to play like that is, it's, it's been great to watch, to be fair. They're, they're a great watch. Everyone says it. Yeah. And I really don't think they're in any danger of going down. I know you're not going to sort of believe that sort of, you know, in the final day of the season. And that, yeah. Attacking-wise, they're one of the best sides going forward. Well, look, the, the, the figures prove it. Do you know what I mean? Like, we're, I think we're, like, in the top two for possession. We're in the top two for shots and, like, chances created. And also, it is, it's mental, really. And um, I think the way they're sort of, like, um, he's pretty staunch and sticking to his... To his principles, he's like, look, this is the way we play. Look, we're going to lose 3-0 or we're going to win 4-0. But I just hope it's more 4-0 than the 3-0 loss and, and yeah. it's that way at the moment. Well, look, Bielsa's got a theory on, on football and he's, he's been doing it so long. He's sort of, in his head, he's come up with the, like the, the perfect way of having a team play. And how he looks at it is if every individual in that team does their job, it, it will work. And if you look at a lot of our games, the ones where we've come unstuck, they've been individual errors. Like they, they've all been games where a player or two have made 
some glaring mistakes or have lost their individual battle where they shouldn't have. They've not tracked a runner. So it's all like if that player had done that job, that wouldn't have happened. And, and that's how he looks at it. So he doesn't go, fuck me. We got, we got a good idea now. I better change my, my ways. He will just drum it into him. Do your fucking job. And then that won't happen. And it's, it's my, like I admire the fact that he does that, but, and he seems to turn it around every time we hit a little slump, which is lovely. But Pat, yeah, I was just going to say, like, so you're saying about Leeds finishing sort of between ninth and fourteenth, and it's touching on sort of like, like I was saying, there's obviously we're going to be similar sort of stand, like <clears throat> final position to to what we are with Palace. But at the end of the season, if you look at, you know, say you finish thirteenth, we're fourteenth, or or the other way around, thirteenth, fourteenth, who's going to be who's going to have had more enjoyment watching the season? It's going to be Leeds fans, isn't it? Like you're going to have entertaining. Yeah, you're going to win, you're going to lose. You know, that's part of being like sort of a mid-table team, isn't it? But we could finish one place above you and have the most boring season ever. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I'd rather finish a place below and actually enjoy watching the football. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, mate. Like, one of my favourite games this season is, to be honest, one of the best games of football I've ever seen was when we played Man City in the one-all game. It was... Man United. No, you can fuck off. It was um it was an unbelievable football match and we, look we could have lost the game City fucking bashed us for first half hour of the game and but we just we stuck to it do you know what I mean and we ended up having them trying to hold on for a draw at the end it was brilliant to watch like we could have easily gone in and shut up shop and got the same result it like, but it, it's not as enjoyable do you know what I mean we so, was in Brighton then weren't we one we one one <laughs> yeah I think you boys were away though I was smashed. I don't remember much of that, to be honest. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that that covers the mighty Leeds game anyway. And uh, the next one was um, the last one that featured our teams, boys, was West Ham versus Liverpool. I know you're uh, eager to um, to get going on this one, Gory. So you can, about thirty seconds. You, you no, can wait I'm... actually. And we'll, uh, <laughs> start it off with uh, not so happy to speak about the game, Dan. Over to you, Struggers. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's hard not to be really negative about it because we've been on a good run. So, yeah, it was, we've won a few games in a row now. And then going into that one, with the team Liverpool put out, the injuries they got, like, I don't go into it expecting to roll over Liverpool. Do you know what I mean? I'd have been still been over the moon with a point. But I just think we went out there yesterday and we looked beaten before we even kicked the ball. The whole first half, we barely got out of our half. And when we did eventually get a corner in the first half, we played it short. It just, everything about it was negative yesterday. Antonio didn't really touch the ball. Rice and Suchek probably had their worst game for us. We just looked, we looked beaten. We didn't look like we were going to take it to Liverpool at all. And I think if we did try and take it to him a bit more, oh, we might still have lost. Just look at Salah's goal from that come from our corner. You can't do much about that. But I expected to see a bit more from us yesterday. And that... I don't want to dig Moyes out because he's done really well for us. I mean, we're fifth in the league for fuck's sake, but there is now and again against sort of the top six, if you like, we haven't done so well this season. And it gigs you until end of season. Yeah, exactly. No, but it looks a bit. Some of the games we played against the top six, it looks a bit a bit Moisey. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes where yeah. he don't, he doesn't think you, we can win it, and you can see it on the players. He's he don't really inspire them to go out there, and it looked like that yesterday, but. Saying that, we're, we're fifth in the league. 
we've had a good run and it is the champions, so it's not the end of the world. But I would have liked to have seen a bit more from West Ham yesterday. But Craig Dawson scored again, so I was happy with that. Dory, <laughs> <laughs> from the Scouse point of view. Yeah, no, like what you're saying, that is is true, mate, because when I saw the, the start at 11, I, the form you've been on, I was actually quite worried. Like You said in the group, didn't you? Yeah, like at the minute, like obviously with our defence being how we are and how we're lining up, it has obviously it's been a good week for us. But in general, I was quite worried yesterday. Like seeing Mane obviously has picked up a little injury. Firmino's on the bench, bringing in Shakiri and Origi. I was like, oh my days! Like what is going on, sort of thing. Especially with the form you've been on. But what you're saying's right. Like you. <laughs> You didn't turn up yesterday, really, and I was quite very surprised. Like, and um, the first half was a bit. It was obviously we had a lot of possession, which obviously we are possession based, but there weren't a lot of lot going on. But like the key moment, I think for you lot especially was was Antonio's miss. Yeah, yeah. Because if that goes in, and that's I think obviously the difference is. You know he's not a striker, but he's obviously doing he's doing really well for you. But that's the difference. It's like he misses that, and then we go up the other end, sort of thing, and get the goals. But it, yeah, it, it was it was a weird one really because until we got the goal, I wasn't very confident. Yeah, he I know you mean. Yeah, I. I always thought you were going to win. We just never looked. We never got going. And yeah. like you said, if Antonio scores that, he should at least get it on target. And he's... He was unlucky. He was unlucky. But yeah. that's just the difference in the game, isn't it? Is that don't that, go in. For me, that's the only thing he'd done yesterday. He gave the ball away two or three times. Really sloppy. And against Palace yeah. in the week, he he played well, but he missed four great chances. And he's, the thing is, he ain't a striker. I mean, he's he was playing right back for us about three years ago, so... It makes from it even weirder, weirder decision that we've got rid of Haller and relying on him. Because as far as I know, it's, it's deadline day. I don't think we signed anyone. So we've got to rely on Antonio, who ain't a striker, and his dodgy hamstrings for the next 17 games. So. Yeah. Jay Ling is a false nine. Yeah, all right. <laughs> the first half was pretty boring, like really and truly. There weren't much going on. But the second half, we, we quickened it up. Like, you know, we literally quickened the pace up and uh, like... We started to open up things then, obviously. And yeah. then, but, like, the first goal was good. Like, obviously, Milner coming off, not happy. I, thought, I mean, it, his eyes were bulging. I thought he was going to deck Klopp. Do you know what I mean? But, he was having a good game, second, well, to be fair. Well, yeah, he was. But, that's, but that, that was, like, literally, and that's the difference. You, you, bring, on, you bring on the young legs. Curtis yeah. Jones gets straight, he gets straight involved, runs at someone, gives the ball to Salah, and he gets a little bit of space, and bang. Yeah. Like, and then obviously the second one, as you said, coming from your corner, I mean, it's, it's criminal really. But then the way that we broke was just devastating. Like that, the ball from Trent, obviously to Shakiri, and then his ball, and then the yeah. touch and finish. Like it was just before you know it, it was in the, it was in the back of the net. Yeah, that's the thing. Normally I'd be really pissed off if we conceded from one of our own corners, but that ball from Shakiri to Salah and his touch—it's all in one one movement. Yeah. He's brought the ball down and and just. Flicked it past Fabianski. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't work me, out what he'd done straight away on, on TV, let alone Fabianski. Yeah, yeah. 
down in there. From, from when it got cleared to it going in the net must have been about, you know, six, seven seconds. Yeah. It was just literally up the other end, bang. And then, you know, that yeah. you're looking at the game sort of dead then. And then obviously the third goal was pretty nice. Like, good footwork again. Carved you open and, like, easy finish. But it, I don't think it reflected, like, to get the 3-0... But, and then obviously, you know, we weren't defending, we can't defend corners for shit at the minute at, at all anyway. And then he's just a threat. Craig Dawson, he's been a good signing for you. Very good signing. Yeah, I, yeah, I was wrong about that one. I was a bit underwhelmed. I questioned it. I questioned yeah, it. it's a weird one, wasn't it? He went, I don't think he was all that for Watford last season. And I thought, what, it, I thought we signed him and I thought he was going to be sort of back up to probably Diop and yeah. Ogbonna. But Diop, Ain't getting nowhere near the team at the moment. Dawson. Well, we've got Dawson and Balbuena. Today, today we were linked with obviously like the, the signing from Preston and that, but like he was another name that was thrown up for us. It's a deal. Yeah. He's, like, he's so a good, it's mad good player, how he's gone I mean, he's a good player, but I don't think he works hard enough for Moyes. He likes that sort of grafter back there, and I don't think he does that. But yeah, back to the game, I can't really moan about it. I think, to be fair, second half, I thought Liverpool. Played really well, to be honest. Just yeah, opened us up. He didn't. He'd done what he had to do, really, and we didn't really have anything to to counter it. Um, and yeah, second half it shows our squad depth when you're bringing off our only striker, which Antonio is, and bringing on Mark Noble. And we, I can't, we took off Bowen, I think, and brought on Fredericks, brought on a right back. It's madness. We we got no no squad depth anymore. If we get if Suchek or Rice get injured. Not Mark Noble's the only the only cover we got there, so we're we're banging trouble. And if if uh, Antonio's hamstrings go, or well, when they go, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what we're going to be doing. But uh, it just I think it's a bit short sighted and it's typical West Ham. We get ourselves into a good position. The owners think, yeah, look, we don't need to spend any money here. We're not going down, but with a bit of investment, if you, we'd have got a centre midfielder on loan, another striker. Well, Josh oh, King. Even, Josh yeah, King Josh King. Today. Apparently, he's going for five million today. Yeah, but the problem with him, Strug, is he's asking for 100 grand a week. Oh, no one's paying him that, though, are they? And that's what, because you can get him for so cheap, he's looking at it, I'll capitalise on wages, and he wants 100 grand a week, which is why no one's fucking touching him, mate. I think deadline day, though, he's going to have to take what he... Yeah, Everton and Fulham have both agreed a deal for him, apparently. Yeah, verbally, yeah. If Everton and Fulham are doing it, I don't see why West Ham ain't... He's, it'd be perfect. You say that, but for me, like, yeah, he's, he's a decent player, but for that There's sort no of money, player, he's, he's not even tearing it up in the championship. I think he's got four goals this season in the championship. It, they haven't played him, though, have they? But that shows his attitude ain't right. Do you want another player like that? I, yeah, I would. I'd, I'd, I'd take anyone because <laughs> we, we haven't got anyone. So Diego yeah. Costa in for six months. Yeah, I had a rumor about him that he's agreed a, a little six month deal or something. He's turned down a, an offer from a top six club, apparently. Oh, well, that ain't, no, that ain't could West be West Ham. Well, they're fifth. Yeah, it could be. They're fifth, in the top six. <laughs> you're not in, the, yeah, but you're not in the, you're not in the big six, are you? Not, you're not known for a, a top six side. We are though. We're fifth. You're only in there as Leave us out of it, Will. You know what I mean? You'd fucking love Moisey back, you, you mank cunt. 
Oh, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. He's well, been your best that, manager since Fergie. He has, actually, yeah. He's better than Fergie, <laughs> to be fair. LVG, oh, yeah. mate. <laughs> um, right, well, that covers all of our games, boys. Um, obviously, there was a few other games in the Premier League that didn't involve our teams, but we'll sort of probably skim over them in our next sort of two sections that we're going to discuss. And one of them is Baller of the Week, where we're basically all going to be voting for our Player of the Week um, through these fixtures. And the one caveat is you're not allowed to vote for a player from your own team, um, which sort of just levels it out a bit. Otherwise, we'll all just be voting for our own team and Bruno, no one to fucking win. Um, and we're going to be doing the same for the Donkey of the Week, which is going to be for the worst player. Um, so I'll start it off. I'll basically I'll, I'll call you all out individually and take your votes for both. So we'll start with you, Greg. Um, who's your baller of the week? Oh, Patrick Bamford. Get in there. It's got to be. Two, the finish was unreal. Two assists, one you the game. There were Callum Wilson was up there. But I mean, yeah, I think I think that goal topped. Even though he got two, I think that goal and the and the two assists tops that. So Fair play, Patrick mate. Bang, Patrick Bangford for me. I'm not going to argue that. Um, I'll hand it over to Ben then next to give his bowler of the week. Yeah, I haven't really put a lot of thought into this to be honest. Um, uh, but I'm, I'm listening to Greg's stats there. I think I'm going to have to agree. And uh, obviously, I know a lot of Bamford's history being at Chelsea when he was young. Uh, it's nice to see, albeit at Leeds, it's nice to see him. <laughs> do so, uh, yeah, congratulations, Bamford. It's from, on me as well. Nice one. Um, Kyle, what's your pick? <laughs> <mate>? <laughs> yeah, no. He's 100 bank. Patrick Bamford. Fucking Just because he talks so politely as well. And yeah, there's, there's no one. <laughs> he... he He's, he's, he's lucky that everyone else has been pretty shit. There's now a standout player, but by a country mile, he's been the be- best player of the weekend for me, I think, like if, just for what he's done. So, If not, he'd get in on manners alone, yeah, Jonesy? Yeah, just, to, yeah, just to, <laughs> exactly. Um, Hoppers, who's your call? Well, everyone seems to have gone for Bamford, but I'm going to go a bit somewhere different. But I'm going to go for Salah. Even though he's an ex-Chelsea player, I don't like the bloke, but... <laughs> Liverpool just didn't seem to be doing much at all in the last month to be fair they've only scored any goals and two bits of individual brilliance and that that the, the second finish was just unbelievable so I'm going to go to Salah Fair sure. play mate can't knock that um, Patty over to you mate Yeah I think I'm going to have to agree with the majority of the boys here and say uh, Bamford like goal and two assists like so unselfish on that last one as well, so you can't really mm. knock him for that. Yeah, Spearsy. I've gone Salah as well. Twenty goals, four seasons a row. Like Hopper said, Liverpool. He didn't get all them this week. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean the, the first goal, what a finish that was! And yeah. like Hopper said, Liverpool looked like they were running out of ideas, but two moments of magic from him. Just class. yeah, he's shown his class there, hasn't he? To be fair, um, Struggers. Yeah, Salah, I think. Uh, I don't like him. I think he's a prick. Uh, and even though he tried to 
He tried to go down every time someone breathed on him yesterday. Uh, you can't argue with those two finishes, especially the second one. It's, yeah. That's, I, I think that was unbelievable, that second goal. So, yeah, unfortunately him. Top draw, unfortunately. Um, see, if I was you there, Struggers, I'm never having that because it was against your mob. I, it was a great I'd goal, though, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was, to be fair. Give him it. Um, Boyle. Well, both the players that everyone's mentioned were on my shortlist, but I've just got to be different. I've got to give it to Callum Wilson. Right, Dawson. Absolutely jank. They've they've lost, they haven't won in 11 games and they've gone away to Everton, who had games in hand, and if they won them, well, they would have been near the top of the league. But he's, finish, he's finishing in a team that's shocking, that don't create fuck all. To go there and score two goals, and he nearly had a hat-trick as well. For me, he wins it. I really wanted to give it to Bamford, Tell, but I just couldn't. Sorry, mate. You've let me down there, Boyle. Oh, well. It's on DS, isn't it? Um, DS is vote. DS, over to you, mate. We're sitting so far, we're sitting with Patrick Bamford's got four votes, Callum Wilson's got one, and Salah's got three. Uh, there's two votes remaining, Dave, which is me and you, mate. So um, <laughs> you go. Wonder who you're um, yeah. Well, I was, go- was going to go for Wilson for the same reasons. That would just said, it's such a bad team, and, and he was the difference to get him the crucial three points. And but but Bamford, the the the, the two the two, <laughs> the two assists, like you can sort of underestimate the the slighter touch for those assists, but then the finish was of, of that that goal in the top corner was unreal. And he and he sealed it with his comments saying he <laughs> That he uncaptained himself in his fantasy team. <laughs> yeah. Dave, you can't vote for a player from your own team. I'm sure you're fucking <laughs> <a> leads, <man. laughs> Get your lead shirt back on. <laughs> um, I, I would have the apple cart anyway. The, the last one, if, they, if you'd have gone Salah, it would have been a dead eat because um, I'd already penciled in Callum Wilson. Um, obviously, I can't vote for Bamford, but what he done in that Newcastle team, which have been dreadful in the last however many weeks, it's, he was he was brilliant. And he's, he's shone this season in a really poor team, to be honest with you. So, um, yeah, I'd have gone with Wilson. But that crowns uh, Paddy as our first baller of the week, which I am over the moon with. So, uh, yeah, you are. well done, Patrick Bamford, eh? Um, I heard that uh, Steve what Bruce he was get? quite happy with... Um, Callum Wilson's performance as well. Um, you know, there was a bit of room in the transfer window that we were in for Neymar. But, you know, we've got Joe Linton and Callum Wilson up top. There's a, there's always hope there, boys. So, you know. <laughs> Thank you, Brucey. Cheers for uh, chipping in, mate. No <laughs> See you again next week, young Terran. <laughs> um, so now we're going to go on same... Same way, boys, but for Donkey, we do a slightly different order. There's only one winner here. We're going to go. Dave Dave. Scott, first one in, mate. Um, It would have been slightly harsh, but I was thinking about Cavani for his two misses. He could have have won the game. But I just can't. He's 34 years old, nearly. Give him a break. Uh, well, this is Dave Scott's chance to speak, mate. Um, exactly. But hold on, you're going to be pleased because I can't look no further than Gareth Bale. Oh. Absolute letdown. Gareth Bale. Fair play, mate. Um, I'm going to go in next with, with my pick and it's exactly the same. 
Gareth Bale. To be honest, he's it, like for me, he's massively underperforming anyway. But the bit that sealed it for me was when I was watching the game and they were preparing for a substitute and this geezer couldn't have ran over to the touchline to make sure it was him quicker <laughs> if he tried. It's the fastest he moved all game was to leg it over and make sure his fucking number nine's going up. Embarrassing. <laughs> it has to be him for me. Um, Benji? Uh, same team, so Tottenham are getting it tonight, but mine was uh, Stephen, I might pronounce it wrong, but Bergwin, is it? Or Bergwin? Oh, Bergwin, yeah. Yeah, they was um they was analysing the game last night after Tottenham lost one 0 to Brighton and uh he just wasn't tracking back at all and he he it was just dreadful to see and I've seen it from Chelsea players over the last few weeks uh, prior to Lampard getting sacked and it's frustrating so yeah for me I mean you've got to do the basics and that, for me he's my donkey. Good call, mate. Um, Greg. Um, yeah, no, I've. I'm going with the majority, mate, to be fair. Like, with him to come back and do well, although what he's done to Liverpool over the past, whatever, but, I mean, I'm not much like that anyway. But, yeah, I, I often wanted him to come back and do all right, but it ain't working. And he, he looks like he's lost his head again already. Like, so... And as you said, I mean, he run off. I think, I think he had that call for nine o'clock on the ninth. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think he was trying to get to the golf course, mate. He was quick to get off the pitch. He just, yeah, he looks like he don't want to play football no more. Yeah. Um, Matty, over to you, mate. Yeah, this one, I'm definitely jumping on the bandwagon. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic, the geezer. Um, obviously, with, you know, Kane being injured, you'd think it would be time to step up to the plate. And the game that he had to do it was in a Brighton side that are proper struggling. Although... The times I've watched Brighton this season, they've actually played half decent football. I'm actually a little bit yeah. shocked that they're not a bit higher up the table. Yeah, so I think not terrible. Tidy, I think they've got some tidy players, but yeah, I mean, that that's pathetic. Yeah, shocking. That's all I can say, shocking. Yeah. Hoppers? I sort of wanted to go with the bandwagon, but I don't want to jinx it and him to turn Alonso, send him back to Benidorm on Thursday. So I'm going to steer, steer clear of him. I'm going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to go for Timo Werner because I like the bloke, puts all his effort in, but he looks like he's, at the moment, his confidence is low and he looks like he's won a competition to put a shirt on for the weekend. He just do not really like him. Kevin, sounds like you really like him. Kellogg's cornflakes have fucking put up a shirt for the weekend. He, he can't finish. He's, he's meant to be this pacey bloke and he can't take players on. Uh, so I'm going to give it to him for this week. Are you, can you pick a donkey from your own team? Like, oh, that, that is true. That is true, actually, yeah. Um, I didn't realise you could do that, but I wouldn't have done just that. Let, just let him pick the <laughs> yeah. so, with, with donkey, you can. Yeah, fuck yeah. it. Yeah. Slag uh, your own team off, mate. Oh, <laughs> over to you, mate. You can pick Cavani then, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not, I, w- I wouldn't go anywhere near him. He's, I love him. I love his long hair. Um, <laughs> that is bail, 100%. I just think when you're playing shit, Try. That's the, if, if, you, if you're not playing well, it's fair enough, but you've just got to, he don't like, he just looks so disinterested in football at the moment. It is a joke. So, yeah, easily bail for me. Bail. Uh, Patrick, over to you, mate. Yeah, I think you've got to agree with the majority there. Like, to be fair, I don't think anyone in a Tottenham shirt really had a great game yesterday. And, you know, you could say that's down to, to Mourinho. He could be a, a shout for Donkey of the Week, really, with some of his tactics. But, the lack of interest shown by Bale 
And you think like with Kane's injury, if he was wanting more game time, that was his ta- chance to to prove that he's still got it and he can be relied on. And he he just failed, didn't he, miserably? So yeah, bail. Fair play, uh, Speezy. Well, we've already got a clear winner, so I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to say Bruno. I think he deserves a shout out. He gets all this all fucking right. praise, but he never turns up against the big teams. All he does is moan. He's I'm, in the referee's face all the time. I'm Just gonna... for me, Bruno. In Love the bin, that. Mate. I've got a lot of time for that, Spearsy. That's off to you, mate. Um, Struggers, last call. Over to you. Bruno. Got to be bail, isn't it? Wales, golf. Madrid Spurs in that order, I think. He don't look like he gives a shit. And I mean, I'm enjoying his return, to be fair. And I'm enjoying watching um, Spurs recently as well. It's good. Good to see them not doing very well. Fucking mugs. So, yeah, long may continue. It's, it's quite ironic after all they, they started getting a bit cocky about possibly being title contenders and all of a sudden they've barely won a game since. I'm so, thoroughly enjoying this. Yeah. Quite funny, yeah. isn't it? Carry on. Um, Right, well, that, that covers both of them. So, Patrick Bamford wins Baller of the Week. Totally deserved. Probably the best player in the league. So, I'm happy with that. Um, and Donkey of the Week over to Mr. Gareth Bale. I'm sure that will really bother him with his 600 grand a week. <laughs> yeah. He'd be fuming with that, I bet. But, yeah, so that that all that concludes that, boys. So, uh yeah, until we all talk next time. Enjoy all the all the games tomorrow. Good luck to everyone's teams, apart from Kyle. Sorry, mate. Um, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And you, Ben. Sorry, I don't like Chelsea either. Sorry, you you and Oppers. Don't like Oppers. Like That's Thursday. Well, me. is it Thursday, is it? Yeah. Well, I hope you lose on Thursday then, not tomorrow. Yeah. All right, that's all right, mate. No worries. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, but yeah. First episode, guys. Yeah, well done, <laughs> boys. First episode under, under our belt. We'll, um, Hopefully, someone listens to it. Yeah, well, <laughs> be nice, wouldn't it? You not, never know. Not, we, enjoyed, we enjoyed it anyway. <laughs> it's going to have exactly 10 it. downloads anyway, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a blast, sugar tits. <laughs> to, to be fair, lads, it's, I'm not doing it for the listeners. If it, if it does end up that we get a few, it'd be nice. But it's good to chat to you, fellas. It's been too yeah. fucking long, isn't it, with all this COVID? Yeah, 100%. On, 100%. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't even mind if you didn't post it, Tell. It's just nice to see everyone. Exactly, here. mate. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. It's just this sort of... It's just All right, bail. I'll we'll see the bail, the group. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just something else to, to do while we're in the chat, isn't it? You know what I mean? Benjamin Bale. Give it a bit of structure and post it. You're going to contract here, aren't you? You're going you're gonna to make it, mate. <laughs> but, uh, if we do, he's going to have to draw up 10 contracts. Tell you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, f- thank you for everyone who is listening or has listened to to the podcast, and um, yeah, we'll pencil the next one in for sort of same time next week after the the next weekend's fixtures, and um, yeah, you can you can follow us over on on Twitter and on Instagram. They're both with the same handle, so it's at only underscore footy underscore fans. So um, yeah, we'll be posting sort of every episode and updates on both Twitter and Instagram for everyone to keep tabs on. Um, we're available on Spotify, Apple, Pocket Casts, TuneIn and RSS. So you can get us on any of them. All the links are on, on both social medias. So, um, yeah, thank you for listening and uh, see you next time. <laughs>